1170 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. On the other side of the glass, we've got Drew Barrett. CJ off this week. After guest hosting two shows and taking off for the fourth, he's off. He'll be back with us next week. But Drew's going to hold down things on the other side of the glass. It's been 403 days since the trolley stopped running in downtown Memphis, Tennessee, folks. 101 days since Rendezvous Barbecue Nachos were replaced at AutoZone Park. And four days since the University of Memphis granted Austin Nichols his unconditional Release. We'll talk about that last thing uh, momentarily on this program. It's a fun, action-packed edition of the show today. Coming up in hour number two, Dustin Starr, who is an active professional wrestler, joins us every month to talk um, a little sports entertainment. He will be joined today by a uh, other friend of the show, his fiancée, Maria Gray. Together they make the power couple. I uh, coined that. That's their nickname, and I get no royalties so far. They use that now, like, in, in their professional wrestling promotion. So I'm going to have to challenge them on that today. But the power couple, Dustin and Maria, will be here in studio today because they're getting married less than a week, about a week away from today, a little bit over a week. Something like that. Yeah, so I see it on Instagram all the time. Yeah, the wedding is approaching, the five-star wedding. So we have Dustin and Maria will join us together, and they will... Uh, participate in a game that we're going to play today called the Almost Newlywed Game. So it's, we're bound to have some pretty fun moments here a little bit later on. I'm hoping it's entertaining, but not too entertaining to where they could possibly break up. You never know right. with these things. It, it could push the envelope a little too far. Yeah, I'm putting the, the questions together for this Almost Newlywed Game with Dustin and Maria and... Yeah, I mean, there's, there is a chance that the wedding will be called off by the, this afternoon. So we will see. We will see. Uh, they'll come in at, at, at 12.30 on the show every month. We're also joined by Greg Akers from the Memphis Business Journal. He'll come in. We'll talk about the favorite things we've been watching recently. We will cast Austin Nichols in a movie. Austin Nichols. Who would play Austin Nichols in a movie? This is, this is uh, it's actually not as bad. First, I thought this is really hard. And now I've got a couple of good ideas, and people have already tweeted me some good ideas. If you have some ideas of who would play Austin Nichols in a movie, you can tweet me at Cerrito, you can tweet Greg at Greg Akers, or you can text Sports56 at 67129 is the text line, 67129. If you've never texted the radio station before, you got to text 56 joint first. But if you have ideas of who would play Austin Nichols in a movie, if they made a, a movie about all of this that, that has gone down, um, who would play Austin Nichols? Uh, maybe in future weeks we'll cast Austin's dad and Austin's lawyer, but today we're just going to cast Austin himself in a movie, and uh, that will come up. And then at noon today, we have a special segment. Greg's going to hang around, and we're going to, in in uh, in honor of the news this week, some big news this week, Cheesecake Factory announced the their official opening date here in Memphis, uh, and the other big news is that Hardee's of Hardee's and Carl's Jr. fame is coming back to Memphis on Summer Avenue. So in honor of that news, and since Greg's already coming in studio, we're like, this is the perfect time to have a draft. Yeah, it's also draft season too, right? You know, we're getting close to the fantasy draft. So all of it is just lined up perfectly today to do our, our first ever 
chain restaurants Memphis doesn't have draft. So it's it's uh, we're doing a draft. Me and Acres will build our own fantasy food courts at at noon today. I'll build my food court. He'll build his food court. But the catch is we've got to build our food court solely based on chain restaurants that Memphis does not already have. So we'll be having that draft at noon today. If you have suggestions on who I should pick with my first pick, you can tweet those over to me as well at Cerrito. Uh, I'm taking suggestions. I've got my draft board ready for the chain restaurants. Memphis doesn't have draft. That's today at noon with Greg Akers from the Memphis Business Journal. But uh, we start every week with trending topics, and let's do that now. Trending topics. And usually we would start with Marcus Hunter, but Marcus also off today. It's a big off day. Everybody, CJ's off today. Marcus off today. Kevin Lipe off today. Sound a little lazy to me. I can't say anything because I have been off for a couple weeks. But I'm back. I'm back in the saddle. And uh, and they all take off for my return. I don't know what that says about me. But uh, this is the portion of the show where we talk about the topics trending this week in Memphis. And the uh, number one trending uh, topic... On this list is the Confederate flag at SEC Media Day. So this is a very fascinating uh, topic because, as you know, they have taken the Confederate flag down in South Carolina at the state capitol. And now the attention is turned to our friends just a few miles down the road in the great state of Mississippi. And I love the state of Mississippi. I do. I defend Mississippi constantly. Uh, My girlfriend's from Mississippi. I have to, it it really is. I live in Midtown Memphis, Tennessee, but so I encounter a lot of people. You know, there's people throughout, people have Germantown pride. They have Midtown pride. There's East Memphis pride. There's Downtown pride. Every part of Orange Mound, wherever you live, you kind of got pride in your neighborhood. But also, sometimes those people who have the pride in their neighborhood also kind of have this like disdain or this something towards Mississippi. Or that somehow people in northern Mississippi um, are not part of the same group that we are all a part of. And they are to me. I mean, everybody in northern Mississippi is part. If if Dave Brown gives you your weather, which he doesn't do as much anymore as he used to. But if Dave Brown gives you your weather, you are a Memphian. And so that means if if you live in DeSoto County, you are a Memphian. Uh, And even if you live in Oxford, Mississippi, the closest SEC city to Memphis... Then you're kind of in, you're in the Memphis market. Ole Miss is Memphis's SEC team, and we are on the the home of the University of Mississippi. And so anyway, two SEC media days, and so the debate's going on. The governor of Mississippi has not made a stance on this, or won't publicly make a stance on it. You have some politicians have spoken up on the flag. Of course, the Mississippi flag. If you don't know, which you should know, uh, the left corner is the Confederate flag. It's the stars. It's the bars. It is the flag, just cut and pasted into the top of that to that flag. And that flag, which again, and those people, I it needs to be changed because it, it just needs to be changed because it it looks ignorant. Um, people for people in Mississippi to think. That uh, just the outsider's view of that, and even you can argue heritage, you can argue whatever you want, but the flag needs to change. There's no reason to have the Confederate flag on your state's flag, especially. And then there's the people going to argue, well, it's you know, it's the heritage, it's what it's been like. They didn't add that till after the Civil War. So the Confederate flag was not on the Mississippi state flag until after the after the Civil War, after the after the South lost. So, anyway, so that debate, if you don't agree with me on that, then maybe you disagree, and you have the right to disagree on that. But uh, 
the Confederate flag needs to be removed from the Mississippi State flag. And and you go to SEC media days, and people are asking the coaches about it, which makes sense. You've got Dan Mullen, you've got Hugh Freeze, these two coaches who had coming off their best seasons ever as college football coaches. Mississippi on the cover of Sports Illustrated getting all this positive attention last year. And these are two guys in high-profile spots uh, in Mississippi, unelected positions, right? They don't they don't have to worry about getting elected, so they can stand up for what they truly believe in and make a stance. Because they don't, they're not if they win games, it doesn't matter if they are speaking out um, against the flag. You've got other politicians who are worried about getting elected. It's an election year and what they're going to do about it. But Hugh Freeze, Dan Mullen, they win their they went on the court they went on the field. They're li- they went on the field. Then it's fine. Like their 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 personal beliefs don't matter. But they're in such uh, a position to whatever they say. People in Mississippi are going to listen to them. They're going to listen to them, no matter what anybody says um, in Mississippi. So th- here's here's where we're at. So we go to SEC media days. All right. And the question, of course, about the Mississippi State flag, which has the Confederate flag on it, um, a flag, Mississippi State flag, adopted after after the Civil War. And first up was Dan Mullen, who kind of sidestepped the entire question when he was asked about it. Dan Mullen of Mississippi State, which is fascinating to me. Mullen, not from the South at all, but uh, he says, quote, We're the most diverse campus in the Southeastern Conference. I know the university embraces that diversity as a whole. I certainly embrace that diversity. We're so diverse, they have a Yankee as a head football coach in the Southeastern Conference. So Mullen... Didn't really want to address it when he was asked about it. He sidestepped the question. Then you have Hugh Freeze. He gets asked about it. And he gives a better answer because he pretty much said in his quote, and I'll read his whole thing, but he does say that the flag needs to be changed. And to have somebody uh, in that position as the head coach of the football team at the University of Mississippi to say that, he said, in the late 90s, our university made a, a move to go away from the Confederate flag. And being a Mississippian, I have a great appreciation for the Mississippi people and the people we have in the heritage and all of those things. Unfortunately, that symbol has been hijacked by some groups that mean ill will towards some people. While I'm not a political figure, I strongly believe it is time we move in a different direction and change the flag. Hopefully, that will happen. So, Hugh Freeze coming strong, saying hopefully they will change Mississippi's state flag. And it's interesting, because we, of course, are on the home, the flagship home of the Ole Miss Rebels right now. And you got to give credit to the University of Mississippi for being out in front of it. Like They were ahead on this since the 90s, when they got rid of the the, the Confederate flag at the games when they stop uh, having Dixie at the games, when they they get rid of Colonel Reb, even though there's such backlash that continues to this day, right? Uh, so you've got to you got to credit the University of Memphis for being out in front, uh, University of uh, Mississippi for being out in front of the on this. But and, and no, even Hugh Freeze, like I think I, there's something about uh, the University of Mississippi where they are definitely out in front of it. But now they're back. Still, there's still a couple of things going on there in Oxford that. Are raising some eyebrows, and I was reading an article even this morning uh, from the Orlando Sen- Senatorial, which is telling, saying that Ole Miss needs to change their name, not just the Rebels' name, but change the Ole Miss name, and uh, just go by the University of Mississippi with a new 
ma- new mascot, I guess. They just get it completely away from the Rebels, and we might be. That might be the next step that we're looking at. I mean, the spotlight is on the state of Mississippi to change that flag. But the old Miss Rebels, of course, the Rebels, you got that tie into the Confederacy and and that. And then people are going to bring up, well, what about UNLV? UNLV, they're the Rebels, too. And may, maybe so. Is it an offensive name to be called uh, the Rebels? Is it offensive to be called Ole Miss? It's a, Ole Miss is a phrase that's derived from a term that slaves used when addressing the wife of a plantation owner. So it does have that tie that makes you... Like, is, or, I mean, I don't know. I just host a show on Saturdays, but it's looking like we're getting close to, it could eventually happen, and especially if if they start winning again this year, it's going to be like a victim of success, is that, is this going to be the next Washington pro football team scenario where people are like, well, the University of Mississippi needs to change their name. Not, not only change the nickname, but change the what they go by as their actual name. So they want, there are people calling for them to, to drop Ole Miss, to drop the Rebels, and move forward. And it's not that big of a, of a contingent of folks right now, but it could possibly grow, especially if, if the University of Mississippi has a successful football year this year. I mean, look what it is with the Redskins, right? Up in Washington, everybody, I mean, the majority of people seem to believe that Washington probably needs to change their name. And you have people not calling them. Uh, and they still haven't changed their name. And just a couple weeks ago, the uh, patent office said that they couldn't, could no longer have a trademark and on the because it's an offensive term. And, and I'm not saying Rebels is as offensive as that. But um, with, with the Confederate flags going down across the country and not being sold at Walmart and everywhere else again, you got to be, if you, if you are Ole Miss... You got to be wondering if if it keeps people keep talking about it, you're going to eventually have to change the name. And of course, they somebody did ask Hugh about that, and he he just kind of acted like um, it wasn't a big deal now. But if it is a big deal, that that maybe it will be addressed down the line. The whole thing with the the rebels, and uh, I don't think it's an offensive term, really. I think it can mean um, it can mean any way you want. It doesn't have to mean just Confederacy and the South and all that. But definitely, I think Ole Miss will have to change. Will probably have to change the name. I don't think the mascot going by Rebels will be so bad, um, especially with UNLV. And I think the reason why UNLV doesn't get the same backlash as being called the Rebels is because they're not in the Deep South. They're not in a state that was a part of the Confederacy. Therefore, people don't make that connection with it. Well, I mean, Ole Miss people used to bring Confederate flags to the games. Yeah, I mean, I've seen they uh, are the, the Rebels. They're not just any them. Rebels. They are the Rebels of the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. You have a slave owner as, as the mascot. And again, I am as big of a... University of Mississippi Homer, as you can find on the radio, uh, big fan of Ole Miss. And I'm just wondering if you are a student at Ole Miss or if you are a fan of Ole Miss, I wouldn't want to be walking around and having people think these things about you, especially recruits. If you want to have a good football team and if you want to have a good basketball team, you don't want recruits looking at university in any way that they may uh, perceive as being racist. And you got to know that they're using that on the recruiting trail and have been for years of like you don't want to go to the University of Mississippi because of X, Y, and Z. You really want to go to a school that this is what they represent. And again, Ole Miss has done a terrific job of separating themselves, and it's really you're down to 
so far, like the coach is anti the the uh, Confederate flag being in the state flag. Like they're not. Like the only two things left is the name, what they call the university, and 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 the school's nickname. I mean, those are the two things that are left. And will they become an issue? I I don't know. They are the University of Mississippi. That transition wouldn't be that difficult to to stop using the term Ole Miss. Uh, the Rebel nickname, if they would have got Admiral Ackbar, that's what I was really hoping for. I wanted Admiral Ackbar. If Admiral Ackbar from Star Wars, who who led that Rebel Alliance, became your mascot, then you had a legit uh, reason. But you think about, I mean, the Rebel nickname, uh, Overton High School in Memphis, Tennessee, right here in Memphis, Tennessee, they were the Rebels until 1992. So that makes you think of two different things. They changed their name in 1992. They said, okay, we need to drop the Rebels. And there are now the Wolverines at Overton High School. So I, it, it's not uncommon for people who have had that that Rebels nickname to say, hey, look, it's time to make a change. They changed to the Wolverines in 92 at Overton. And the uh, University of Mississippi Wolverines sounds pretty good to me. Doesn't sound bad, but like with Overton, uh, my alma mater, uh, high school alma mater, Rossville Christian Academy, were the Rossville Rebels up until I think about 2000 and. Five, I think it's and they changed five, it six, too. and we changed it. And we're now Rossville Wolves. So I mean, it happens. I mean, there were a lot of some parents who but had it, graduated from there that were a little bit upset, but it, the transition was pretty easy. I mean, and it, and it happens for a reason. And again, and I think it would help. I think at the end of the day, if Ole Miss stops using the term Ole Miss, stops using the term Rebels. I think less people associate the, the words Ole Miss to the to the technical definition, but I mean the facts are the facts. That's what that's what it means. And we've talked about it on this on this show before. It's a phrase derived from a term slaves used when addressing the wife of a plantation owner. Um Yeah. But what gets me about it, and you think, okay, so I think, I mean, it's best for Ole Miss, it's best for the University of Mississippi to distance themselves as much as you can from this. And they have, except now they're down to a couple more things, and and unfortunately they are located right now in the state that has the Confederate flag on the state's flag. Uh, but, But shout out to Hugh Freeze for stepping up. Disappointed in Dan Mullen because he had an opportunity to to take a diss at the University of Mississippi and and make a stand a positive stand. He could have done that. Like it would have done him no harm to speak out against because uh, he could have taken you know it's like the, hey the Confederate flag has nothing to do with Mississippi State. That's the other school. We uh you know we're we're better than that. Yada yada yada. And he could have really taken a stand. The uh, president of uh, Mississippi State came out, I think, a week or two ago and made a um, a statement about how he thought that the state needs to change its flag. So I think he kind of just figured that, okay, the president already made the comment. There's no need for me to do it as well. Right. But I, uh, the state flag oof, is one thing. But it's, it's just kind of a it's kind of a mess. And, again, I love, I love everybody down there in Mississippi. I want the best. I want people to think. I'm tired of people across the country thinking bad about Mississippi because I know there's good people in Mississippi and this stuff makes people look at Mississippi in a negative light and look at the University of Mississippi in a negative light and you got these two guys these two guys who are the faces of this two of the faces of the state of Mississippi really right now I mean really Dan Mullen Hugh Freeze and and happy to see Hugh Freeze uh, take that that stand because they are both. Admi- I mean, he, he's admired by millions of people in the state of Mississippi and beyond, and and uh, that was cool. 
But if you think about it, sure, people may not associate every day when they think of Ole Miss Rebels in that in that light. But did you see this tweet? Did you see this tweet the other day? So President Barack Obama. And again, you can have your thoughts on President Barack Obama all you want. But I think if if we we can agree on one thing, and if we can't, then you, it would be like, try not to, you know, you should not be racist towards the president of the United States. Anyway, President Obama visiting Oklahoma City a couple of days ago. The New York Times tweets out a photo. President was greeted by over about seven people, about seven people waving the Confederate flag. Like, well, his motorcade is riding at the, arrives at the hotel that he's staying at. There's people there waving the Confederate flag uh, when the president arrives. And that's bad in and of itself. But then, like, unbeknownst, like, Ole Miss does not want to be involved in this. Nobody would be. But Ole Miss was involved in this because one of the flags had Colonel Reb on it. So there were seven Confederate flags welcoming the, the president of the United States, uh, welcoming, quote-unquote, in Oklahoma City. And just because of Ole Miss history and their tie to that flag and, and rebels and the Confederacy, somebody owned an Ole Miss rebel flag with Colonel Reb in it, and that's what they took to go on this disgusting display when the president arrived. So, I mean, if you're Ole Miss, it's tough, and you're going to have to battle it. And it's good. I like to see what we saw with Hugh Freeze this week. And you, you got to start wondering: Do they start considering the name change in the on both sides of it? I, I understand that tradition means a lot, and it's what ties a program together. It's what you you can use that for recruiting as a, a tradition of a school. But when your school's tradition has so many backlashes and can hurt your image so bad, the sooner you change it, the better. And I know there's going to be a lot of uh, upset Ole Miss fans, upset Ole Miss students, but it's time for a change. And if if it's now, then it's got to be now. The right, I mean, because the sooner you change it, the more you can start building on your new traditions, right? Uh, going forward. But uh, it's interesting because SEC Media Day, not much happened at SEC Media Day, in my opinion. This was a very important uh, thing to come up, and it. It, it will be, as, as we see how, I don't know, I haven't even looked at Mississippi State's schedule or Ole Miss's schedule. I'm assuming that they're both uh, harder schedules than they had last year to start the season. I think uh, they are. And they've also, in a lot of polls, Ole Miss has been picked to finish fourth or fifth in the West. And Mississippi State, surprisingly, has been picked to finish last in some of them I've seen. Yeah, it was a big. It was, it was a peak year uh, for them. Maybe Dan. I think we got a chance for Dan Mullen to, to speak out. But the more more people speak out against against that that flag in Mississippi, and let's get let's get a new flag down there so people, the good people, uh, people aren't judged. Like that, that's one big thing. If you're in Mississippi, I wouldn't want it there just because the people across the nation, in the South and everywhere else, are looking at you as being ignorant, being hateful. Uh, because that's there, whether or not you believe that that's what that stands for or not, that is what a good portion of this country believes. And just didn't catch up to the times. Um, all right, let's go to the next trending topic. Trending topics. Austin Nichols, right? This is a little bit different. Austin Nichols, we're going to cast Austin Nichols in a movie in just a minute. So if you know who somebody, a famous actor that could play Austin Nichols in a movie, tweet me at Cerrito. 
we'll uh, throw that into our casting pool here momentarily. So Austin Nichols was was granted his unconditional release from the University of Memphis after uh, he was like restricted to go to like forty schools he could not go to uh, by the University of Memphis, and then his lawyer jumped in and leaked out. Um, something to the media. So the media has been all over this and been following the story. So now Austin Nichols free to go wherever he wants. It looks like he's going to go to Virginia. He will not be at the University of Memphis. And uh, I'm all for like there should not be any conditions to any release or whatsoever for the kids. So let him go wherever he wants. I think it's interesting uh, now that the University of Memphis has decided that that is kind of their stance, at least for Austin Nichols, because it does set set the standard now that in case somebody wants to transfer uh, they can go wherever they want because they can just point to this like Austin got to go wherever he wanted and so you there was, there's no restrictions there you think there would be like a conference restriction but then there should be no restrictions in any conference with any school because these people are playing basketball for free they decide they want to go play basketball for free somewhere else you should let them go play basketball for free somewhere else because everybody makes decisions they regret especially at a young age. And so he just apparently made a decision that he regret. And if you're in his shoes right now, do you want to be playing for Josh Pastner? Apparently not. This is uh, not a good look for, for the University of Memphis. I said it last week, the Austin Nichols transfer, I don't think it's good for Austin Nichols. I don't think it's good for the University of Memphis. I think both, it's, not, it's just not a good thing. But I mean, I'm not saying it'd be that much better if Austin stayed, but his... Uh, future as a Memphian and as a figure in this city would be much better if he stayed, even if they lost. Yeah, I think I think that's the main thing that's getting hurt here is a lot of people uh, have bad things to say about Austin now, saying that he's turned his back on the city. But if what you have in your city, and the city being Memphis, isn't what you want and what's good for your career, then why should you be hated for trying to do what's best for you? But it's just what's going to happen. Like, even it's kind of like you don't, people don't, the Memphis fans don't want you jumping off. Like, Memphis fans can't get off the ship, right? You're on, you're, you're going on for down. Life. You're what? You're on for life. You're right. going down with this ship. If you're a Memphis fan, you're, you're sticking with it. So you want other people who all of a sudden, his whole life, right? Wanted to play for the University of Memphis. Like, stick it out. You go through the rough times as a fan and then, so that's why I think Memphis fans and Memphians are all bitter because you want, you're good players to stay home and help you no matter what. And we're like, yes, okay, we're stuck with Josh Pastner right now, but at least we've got you, Austin. You can at least help us win some of these games with Josh Pastner. Do it for the city, and he's not. So bad, bad news for Austin as far as like his his perception in the city. People don't really don't really like him anymore. And two weeks ago, he was beloved. And it's also, of course, obviously not good for for Josh Pastner because the team's not going to be be very good. Let's go to our next trending topic. Trending topics. Mark Gasol's big announcement. Uh, well, the big announcement that the Grizzlies sent out a press release, and it's like big announcement tomorrow. Then, I mean, everybody knew it was going to be the Mark Gasol announcement, or you think everybody knows that. And I still have people texting me like, "What is this announcement going to be?" And I'm like, "It's just Mark Gasol, folks." Which is not a. And then you like look at your text, and you're like, "I just said it's just Mark Gasol. Like that's a big. It's a big, big story, but it was um, it's a big story." But people were thinking it was something else uh, besides Mark. Mark re-signing had an awesome uh, press conference in front of hundreds of folks at FedEx Forum. And 
looked embarrassed a lot of the time and happy to be back in Memphis. And it's good for the future of the Grizzlies. And it's, 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 it's terrific. You've got Gasol and you got Conley. All right, we'll go to our last trending topic. Trending topics. Hardee's. The Hardee's fast food restaurant is returning to Memphis on uh, Summer Avenue. So it was probably two decades ago or more that Burger King franchises bought Hardee's or something in Memphis, and then they shut down a lot of them, and then they turned a lot of them into Burger King. So we haven't had Hardee's or Carl's Jr. in this city in a long time. Now Hardee's is coming back to one of their old Hardee's on Summer Avenue because the Burger King moved out. It built a new one a couple blocks down. And the old Burger King that used to be an old Hardee's was open. And now Hardee's uh, moving back into the Memphis market for the first time in a few decades. I don't even think I've ever had Hardee's before. Well, you'll be able to soon on on Summer Avenue. And uh, this has inspired us for noon today. We're going to have our our chain restaurant draft. Chain restaurants that Memphis doesn't have a draft. Uh, Greg Akers will draft his food court, and I will draft my food court coming up at noon today. But that does it for trending topics. Got through trending that. <laughs> if you want to uh, contact the show, you can tweet me at Cerrito. You can tweet uh, Drew at Drew Barrett. What's your number on your Twitter? DBarrett36. DBarrett36. I was way off. Uh, Facebook, you can uh, find us on Facebook. You can find us on Snapchat. You can also email the show, live at gmail.com and uh, text us at the Sports 56 text line 67129. That's 67. One two nine. If you ever miss a portion of the show, you can catch the podcast for free on iTunes. Just search Cerrito Live and subscribe. It's on iTunes and your favorite podcast provider. And when you subscribe to our show, you also get Drew and CJ's show. Drew, uh, what is the topic of this week's uh, Playing Hurt podcast? We're taking this week off. What was last week's? Uh, <laughs> is it bad that I don't remember? <laughs> I do one podcast a week and I can't even remember what it was about. You're gonna have to. It's a mystery theme. Listen to Ooh. it. Listen to it. Yourself. I'm gonna have to listen to it. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> On the uh, subscribe to Cerrito Live, and you also get uh, CJ Andrews podcast, the Playing Hurt podcast, uh, which you can download directly to your device as well. When you're on iTunes, subscribe to uh, the I Love Memphis podcast that I host with Holly Whitfield every month. We got a new one of those uh, dropping next week, and Holly will be on this show next week. As well, and you can subscribe to Kevin Leip off today. Uh, but you can, if you want to listen to Leip, who usually joins us in the eleven o'clock hour, you can listen to him on the Beyond the Arc podcast, also on iTunes and your favorite podcast provider. So, so many different podcasts to subscribe to. Uh, there should never be a moment in your day where you don't have something uh, cool to listen to. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. Greg Akers is going to join us next. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk Sports fifty six and eighty seven seven FM. Rebels, Bulls, Bulldogs, Tigers. It's always college football season here. We are Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. Speaking of weekends, next weekend's a big weekend. It's the 18th annual sports ball, Black Tie and Tennis Shoe Gala. It is Saturday, July 25th at Minglewood Hall, 7 p.m. till midnight. Tickets are $100 per person in advance and $125 per person at the door. You lace up your Nike tennis shoes and play games for grown-ups to create futures for kids. They have interactive games, a photo booth, mock roulette wheel, and other casino games. There's jousting. 
uh, live and silent auctions. It's not your typical gala at all. There's fun food uh, that you would get, like at concession stands, and um, you'll, your 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 feet. They will thank you because you will be uh, wearing Nikes. You, if you're whether you're male, female, whatever, you dress up nice and you wear your tennis shoes to the event. You don't have to wear those uncomfortable shoes. It's and it's all for a great cause, benefiting Big Brothers, Big Sisters. It's the 18th annual. Sports Ball on July 25th. Get your tickets today. You can find the links at uh, facebook.com slash Cerrito Live. And uh, get your tickets for Sports Ball. $100 per person if you get them before next Saturday night, the night of the party. And if you're going to the Sports Ball and you need um, I highly recommend maybe you just, instead of uh, trying to find a parking space or trying to find a designated driver... Just use Uber. You can ride free with Uber by using my Uber promo code, Uber Cerrito. If you've never rode Uber before, download the Uber app. It's uh, faster, cheaper, and more reliable than your regular taxi, and you can uh, type in the promo code Uber Cerrito, and you'll get $20 off your first ride on Uber, uh, whether you're going to the sports ball or somewhere else this weekend or whenever. Uh, Uber is the way to go. Uber Cerrito is the promo code that will get you $20 off your first ride. Every month... The former TV and film editor of the Memphis Flyer and the current editor-in-chief of the Memphis Business Journal, Greg Akers, joins us in studio, and he joins us now. And his music dun, 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 dun. not ready. What's up, Greg? What's up? What's up? Glad to be here. It's been, I think it was actually spring when I was last here. Has it been that spring. long? Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess it was. I thought it was May. Then wasn't it sometime in May? Yeah, that's in the spring. So that was still spring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> technically, who calls it spring? Gre- Greg is here. There, there. Just doesn't feel right. My bad. <laughs> Greg Acres. Okay. So in a moment, we're going to cast Austin Nichols in a motion picture. What if they're making a movie about this uh, debacle that happened at the University of Memphis over the past couple of weeks? Uh, So who would play Austin Nichols in a movie? We'll talk about that in a moment. If you have an idea, you can tweet me at Cerrito. You can tweet Greg at Greg Akers on Twitter, and we will cast Austin Nichols in a movie. And in a little bit, Greg will tell us why Nashville sucks. And then coming up at noon, we're going to have our first ever uh, National Food Chain's that Memphis doesn't have draft. That's right. It's a long name. <laughs> Chain restaurants. What's the Memphis? hashtag we're using? For that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hashtag. I think we got. A, I think we got a good one. Uh, Fantasy food court. That, that's perfect. Shout out to Tam Cam. Fantasy food court. Hashtag fantasy food court is the hashtag we're going to use. For, so if you have an idea of, so what we're inspired. You're you work for the business journal. Not only that, you work for the business journal. You run the show. I, I am I am the man in charge of everything. That's thankfully that's not true. But you yes, are, yeah. <laughs> so this is this is a, a very uh, businessy topic, and mm-hmm. it's been big news. Do you know off the top of your head the Cheesecake Factory date? Yes, I do. Uh, do we want to? Tease that for uh, next. If you segment. don't know, we'll tell you about it at noon. But yeah. cheese, this week was a big week. Cheesecake Factory announcing the date that Greg will will tell us. They about finally gave gave a of when they're going to open the Memphis date. location. And uh, Hardy saying they're coming back to Memphis in a rare return visit in the, the fast food restaurant. <laughs> those two stories are like in our top five stories of the week, like most hit oh, wow. stories. 
So coming up at noon, we're going to have our draft. We're going to alternate back and forth on our uh, picks of chain re- chain restaurants that Memphis doesn't have that we would like to. So Greg's going to make his own fancy. And there's food lots court. of choices. There's lots. Oh, of there's oodles of them. Yeah, I'm going to make my own fancy food court, um, and it'll be fun. We'll draft it and see who who can put together the best uh, fantasy food court, and and we will have the rights to franchise out these establishments outside of the food court. But the food court would be the ideal. That would make money. Uh, We're trying I, to figure out what to do yeah. with with uh, any space in Memphis you could throw a food court there. You know, for a while there was they were going to do the the truck stop. Yeah. Um like that space food truck uh hub. All right. Um but I I mean I love eating at a food court. I mean even if, you know, in some ways the the worse the food is the better. Uh, at a food court, but we, I think it would be great to have like a, have a, just a, a restaurant that's just, it's just all food court stuff. All food It's court. not in a mall. It's its own. I think food courts might be able to, what, what will save the mall one day, maybe. I think food courts could become popular again. You may, I mean, I don't know many people who go hang out at the food court. I do know people who work in East Memphis that eat out court mall. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You, do you ever go there for? A I haven't been, but for? we've only uh, we our office, our new office is right. Yeah, you just got but because you have all the options, you mm-hmm. can go with somebody to lunch, and like I don't want Chinese. And well, there's two Chinese places I think at the Oak Court Mall, <laughs> which is absurd. There's like five things. Anyway, we're getting off topic. We're gonna do that at noon. We're gonna draft our 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 food places, our fantasy food court. But uh, before we get into casting Austin Nichols and all of that other fun stuff, we're going to talk about our favorite thing we've watched recently. Greg, what's the favorite thing you've watched recently? Um, there is a new show on Amazon Prime. It's called Catastrophe, and uh, it it first aired in England. Uh, I don't know if it was on BBC or some other thing they have, but um, it's a 30-minute comedy program, and it stars Rob Delaney, who most people know from his Twitter presence. He's, um, he like, Comedy Central right. voted him one of, you know, like, the funniest person on Twitter. And, I mean, that's certainly how I came across him. And he is. I mean, he's, like, one of the two or three my favorite people on Twitter <laughs> who I don't know, like, who I've never met and never will. Um, he's extremely funny, really vulgar and crass, but but also kind of sweet and charming and um, kind of gracious, you know, like kind of forgiving other people's faults by kind of being self-deprecating. But um, it's him and an Irish actress uh, named Sharon Horgan. They kind of co-created, co-write, and co-star in it. And the premise is uh, Rob, who's an American in real life, but in the show he's also an American, visiting England. And uh, the two of them meet in a bar and have like a six-night stand before he has to go back home to America. And he gets a call a month later, and she's pregnant. And so he moves back to England um, to be with her and uh, you, th- they just basically try to negotiate this relationship that's non-existent, but now they're having a child. Um, it's so you know it's very similar in that kind of setup to Knocked Up, but the difference is is that like the man in it isn't this man child who has to grow up and you know learn how to to be an adult. Like uh, Rob Delaney's character is is already there. Like he's a you know he's an adult and wants to have the baby and wants to be with her but they don't know anything about each other uh but but anyway it 
it's really really funny it's super vulgar there's tons of language in it and there's nudity in it so like it's it's, it's got n- everything you enjoy about a television <laughs> Ex- program exactly there's no it's violence it's on uh, amazon it's, prime it's on amazon prime it, it just premiered in the last couple so weeks you there. you subscribe to amazon prime yes yes I and do. that's what you get uh, you, like free shipping on everything on amazon <laughs> is that how that works free, free shipping of all their uh te- television okay. uh instant videos i've, tr- I've done a trial of that yeah. to watch transparent uh-huh which i haven't seen but if you got Amazon Prime, you watch that. I, I know, I know. This this is my this is one of the first. Not a family friendly show. No, well, neither is neither, neither is, is catastrophe. So they're they're going for that mm. for that market. Yeah. All right. The favorite thing you've watched recently. So the name of it is is catastrophe. Catastrophe. Okay. Uh, my favorite thing. I'm going to go to what I just saw. I actually finally saw it the other day. Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this yet? I have seen it. I thought it. I thought I loved it. I thought it was outstanding. We're of course both Chris Pratt fans, but who's not Chris Pratt fan, right? Who's not? Do you know anybody? I don't know anyone. Uh, the closest is a friend of mine liked him better before he was popular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's like your hipster friend. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, yeah, sure. I'm sure his fame is going to turn some people off. But, like, guys like Chris Pratt, girls like Chris Pratt, usually there's not somebody who just fits and everybody likes. Yeah. He, you know? He's, uh, maybe ironically or not, but he he's kind of like a, a Harrison Ford where right. he's very charming. He can do action stuff. Guys like watching his movies. Mm. He's attractive. Women, you know, he's charming, so women like watching his movies. And he dressed like Harrison Ford uh, in Jurassic World. He did. He looked like Indiana Jones. He did. Although Spoiler it, alert. Sometimes, guess, <laughs> sometimes he wears like a little vest that looks like Han right. Solo, yeah. too. Oh, right, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, and, he was like doing all the different Indiana, uh, Harrison Ford outfits. Yeah, and, and you know, it's the extra info is that supposedly like he he is being courted to be Indiana Jones. Like they're going to, I don't know if it will be a reboot or it will be a, yeah, I think Harrison will be in the movie because he was even in that one with Shia LaBeouf. Right. But, but I think but it wouldn't like be like Chris Pratt wouldn't be a son or anything. So maybe it would be a prequel in some way. He would Indiana. be Indiana Jones, uh-huh. um, which is intriguing to me because I love Chris Pratt. But on to Jurassic World. This has been, I, I got to tell you, this is, I'm surprised you did a TV show because I think this summer has been awesome at the movie house. I've seen lots of good stuff. We both loved Mad Max, like, right? Totally. totally I think that was it. my favorite thing I watched last time we did this. And uh, Inside Out, the Pixar movie, went to go see that. Mm-hmm. It is uh, fantastic. And so you got like, and now you got Jurassic World, which has been out for a month. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to see it on the big screen. And I highly recommend if you haven't seen it on the big screen, you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Just go see it. It is the what you want for a summer summer blockbuster. The comedy in it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, great action. It's just a, such a fun movie all around. I was worried going into it. Because my thing, Jurassic Park 1, right? You've got the original Jurassic Park. It really... Challenge your imagination, mm-hmm. and like, what would it be like if there was really a park with, with, with dinosaurs? And you never really got to see it, right? Because it's disaster. Right. And so now they actually show you, like, this is what it would look like, and with the technology that we have today, that they probably wouldn't be able to pull this off in '93. And I just love how they show Jurassic World working as a park, mm-hmm. and it's so dead on. That's exactly how it would be. It's like this is how America would do, you know, how we would how we would do this. Mm-hmm. We would have the mall with Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville and a Starbucks. Okay. We would have uh, these type of rides and these type of employees, and <laughs> like it's just it, it, it worked perfect. And there was more of that than I thought there would be based off the trailer. I thought it was like disaster immediately. Right, but, right. It was. I mean, it's halfway through the movie before there's really disaster, but. 
it's it's cool. Yeah, so you get to see Jurassic World s Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was. I thought that was awesome. I highly recommend yeah. Jurassic World. And that's a fun family action comedy summer movie. You could go to the drive-in. You can go see on the big screen. And you got the kids movie and Inside Out. You got Mad Max. You got that new Trainwreck movie, which we haven't seen yet because it just came out, right? Right, that's right. Uh, that looks like it could be your what you want for a raunchy, really funny summer comedy that you mm-hmm. expect. Like We've got a very well-rounded, every category you want for a summer movie uh, being checked off the list this year. And that that's doesn't true. happen very often. No, no. It... it I guess it has been. I mean, I haven't. There's many movies I still haven't seen. Um, I've decided I don't care to see Avengers two ever. Possibly. You don't need that's. I, that was disappointing to me. I've seen yeah. it, and if people like it. I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, it was fine. I wasn't miserable watching it, but mm-hmm. it was not something I walked out saying, "Wow." Mad Max liked it. Dress like I go see Jurassic World, Inside mm-hmm. Out, Mad Max. If any of those look halfway interesting to you, you'll love them. And Jurassic World is the best of them since the first one. That's not really a. A tall hurdle to clear. Right, right. <laughs> the others aren't really that great, but it made me feel a, a, in a lot of ways the way I did watching the first one was just kind of exhilarated and scared because it's presented so realistically, even though it's crazy. But um, like, it, it, there's a very real visceral uh, feeling, like when some giant dinosaur's teeth are chomping like right, right at your face and. It's just, it's really well done. Um, I, I, I don't think it's perfect or anything. I think I have a few problems with it, but, um, I mean, it, it's fun. If you're looking for fun, it's well, fun. Well, yeah, there's, a, I'm sure it's, it's not an, it's not going to win the Oscar. It might no. for some special effects yeah. or something, but it's not, it's not going to win any other. The, awards, there's some weird things in there about women, something. I think. Okay. Well, we don't have time to get into that. <laughs> Uh, Greg Akers is joining us in studio. We're going to have our big food draft at noon, but every uh, month when he comes on, we cast a sports star or a Memphian in a movie. This guy checks both boxes on that. He is a, well, he's not going to be a Memphian much longer. He's going to be a Virginian. Uh, Austin Nichols. We're going to cast Austin Nichols in a movie. It is what we call our feature presentation. What is going on over there, CJ? You know, I I didn't think I missed it's, CJ. It's thrown off my whack. You know, I'm just I'm, I'm not the same. We I don't have my ta- I don't have my tag team partner here. All right, Drew, get it it's, get get it together. All right, you can tweet me at Serena. You can tweet Greg at Greg Acres if you've got who you think uh, would play Austin Nichols in a movie. I don't know what what Drew is doing over there. Seriously, what is the point of having a pre-show meeting, having these production meetings? And then nothing, nothing ever goes right. Some girl was probably texting him or something. I think so. I saw him looking at his phone. So, yeah. busted. Oh, uh. He's like, hey, did you hear me on the radio right now? Okay, Austin Nichols, Austin Nichols in a, a uh, film. Do you have the music, the sounder? He doesn't even have the. Sounder. I'm working. It looked like he had it up. We gave him time. Uh, okay, so that did not hear. What was that? Play that again. This is live radio. Okay, it's not the, it's not the right one, but it works. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's supposed to be like, hour two is my and, hour, and now <laughs> and now our feature presentation. Okay. <laughs> Holy mackerel! Who do you get? Who do you got? Austin Nichols, Greg. Also, everybody knows who Austin Nichols is. We were going to forget about him soon, so we have to cast him today, right? Like we're, we're running out of time. This is our last chance. And I mentioned earlier. Maybe another time we'll cast his dad. Maybe another time we'll cast his lawyer. 
because those are all big <laughs> characters in the Austin Nichols movie. Crucial characters right. in the movie. But today we're just casting Austin. Who do you have for Austin Nichols in the movie? Number one, I've, I have Emil Hirsch, who was great in Into the Wild um, and uh, really good in Milk, kind of in a secondary role, and then he was Speed in Speed Racer. Emil Hirsch. Emil I didn't, you Hirsch. saw Speed Racer? Uh, no, I didn't say whether he's good or he. I just know he was in it. I and he he it. looks like him. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, so I mean, when I seen that when I look at Austin in. Nichols, that he was the first person that came to mind. That's pretty. So he was in Lone Survivor. Right? Yes, he was. Okay. And right. he's he's a terrific actor. He's he's close to the right age. How do you say it? It's in not Emily. It's Hirsch. It's is the last name. Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. E M I L E Hirsch. H I R S C H. If you're looking on, we always recommend you pull over your car, pull out your IMDb during this segment so you can take a look at some of these folks' pictures. All right, that's your first pick. I don't. He's not famous. I mean, he's but you know, neither is Austin Nichols. He he's. A very well-known character actor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so if that makes him famous, I don't know. All right. Do you have Do you have another pick before we go to? I do. Yeah. Uh, Joel Kinnaman, who was uh, he was RoboCop in the new RoboCop. Oh, really? And he was in I the Killing. See. He was uh, the uh, the partner in the Killing, and he's in the new Suicide Squad movie. Oh, so he's going to be big. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he's big, and he's a great actor. He's, oh, he looks like Austin Nichols. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. I like him a lot. He's so, he's a really good actor. Yeah, we talked about Suicide Squad last time I was on on uh, Channel Three. That's going to be a really dark movie, huh? Yes, I, I think it looks. I want to see that more than I was seeing that Batman Superman movie. Oh yeah, and that comes out, but that comes out next year, twenty sixteen. Right. So his most famous role right now was in The Killing, probably. And whoever saw RoboCop. He was in Safe House, but I guess that was a small role in Safe House. But if you look up that guy, Joel Kinnaman, K-I-N-N-A-M-A-N, he's perfect. And he's... He's, he's got the look for Austin. Yeah, he's, he's got Swedish. like a body type and everything. Yeah, he's, he's like he's tall and, Yeah. I think he'd be good. Okay. You want to know my picks? I do. All right. My, my number one pick for Austin Nichols uh, in a movie... Is Jean Ralphio from <laughs> Parks and Recreation? Yes. Ben Swartz is his real name, but if you watched Parks and Rec, he played Jean Ralphio, uh, the best friend. Um, That's great. And I think it's good to cast. You know, I think, I think, uh, I think he'd do a good job. I do too. He's really tall and um, got the hair. Mm-hmm. The hair can be an important flexibility. Kind of, of has a hair. gaunt face, and and. and I, and then my my second pick was just one because it was earlier in the season. Some announcer on ESPN or CBS or somewhere compared Austin Nichols to Screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> and Screech is too he's too old to play this role now. Yeah. But younger Screech maybe uh, would have been able to pull off kind of an Austin. You're looking for a guy who's tall, somewhat skinny, got the kind of the curly hair, um, and so that's why. I, I mean, John Ralphio though would be my be my number one pick. And if we go to Twitter, you can tweet me at Cerrito. You can uh, text us at six seven one two nine if you've got some ideas. We always get some good ideas uh, from the, the listeners. We've got uh, uh, C B Conley on Twitter said Christian Leitner, also too old, but uh, somewhat. That maybe he could play the older. Him. If there's like a flash forward mm-hmm. to like older version Christian Leitner but I don't know his acting chops uh, I'm sure they're terrible former uh, basketball star and he of course I don't think he'll does he want to play the role of somebody who's going to Virginia I don't know Here, well probably not Right. here's who I think like when you have the, the scene 
20 years from now and mm-hmm. he's looking back on his decision to leave Memphis right. and what that, <laughs> what that did for his career. Um, here's who I have cast in that part. The actor Austin Nichols. There is an actor named Austin Nichols? There is. And uh, he's actually pretty well known. Like he was in One Tree Hill. He was John and John from Cincinnati. Oh, really? Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. I've heard uh, of that show. Never and, watched it. And he doesn't look that much different. He was in him. Glory Road. Yeah. Wimbledon. Did he star in that Wimbledon romantic comedy? Uh, or not? I can't. He know. he no, he wasn't the lead. He might have been the rival to Paul. Bettany. He was in One Tree Hill, so that's a good casting call there. So uh, we we're coming up with we, some good ones. I think any of these guys could play Austin. We could Nichols. do Austin Nichols is Austin Nichols. Austin Nichols is Austin Nichols. <laughs> I think that might. I think that's got to be a lock now. Uh, also on Twitter, uh, at WN Mallory said the Winklevoss twin actor from the uh, Facebook movie. So that's... Mm, Army Austin, Hammer. You know his name. Like, he looks pretty... He could do Austin Nichols. I mean, uh, if he could play two people in one movie, he looks like he could He could pull off the Austin Nichols. <laughs> is there a is there a twin? Does Austin have a twin brother or anything? He does have a twin sister, I think, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so this could that, be a perfect role really for be him. interesting, yeah. <laughs> 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 the other one I had, which um, I think if he went kind of dark, like darker than he's than he normally plays, I think Michael Sarah would be an interesting. Uh, oh, Michael Sarah could do to, could do it well too. Yeah, he's trying to to branch out. More. Right. He doesn't he doesn't really ever do any kind of serious roles, and there's nothing more serious than, than challenging the authority of Josh Pastner. <laughs> In the University of Memphis, uh, on on the text line we've got Rob Gronkowski as Austin Nichols. They want Gronk, Gronk, star of Big Brother seventeen. I don't really know what he looks like. I mean, uh, other than like, no, nah, he's what? No, nah, he's not. I, I, interesting suggestion. I think he he could be an actor someday for somebody. I wouldn't pick him for Austin Nichols. But I like Austin Nichols as Austin Nichols. I like Sarah. Um, that's who are we going to settle on? Who are we settle on? Drew, do you have a favorite of any of these? I say we just go with Austin Nichols as Austin Nichols. Austin Nichols as Austin Nichols would be his big breakout role. If we have a big, bigger budget, maybe we do uh, Sierra, right? Yeah. And if we if we go straight comedy with it, we get Jean Ralphio from Parks and Rec. I think that'd be great. I love that. <laughs> Did you just see John Jean Ralphio like talking to John Fasper for questions <laughs> his transfer? Uh, but also Joel Kidman. We had a, Kidman. We had a lot of good people uh, on this list. So we we could. We could do like the this. Bob Dylan movie and have like five or six different actors playing the same. I think we're gonna have, for the first time we're gonna have to have people come do some 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 reads. Yeah, none of these are big enough that they could just say, you know, I'm not gonna read for it. Just yeah. do you want me or not? <laughs> none of them. All right, there you have it. Those are our, our casting suggestions for an Austin Nichols movie. I like that. That was good. Okay, so uh, in, in a second we're gonna get into our big our big. Uh, fantasy food court draft but before we do that if drew has the music ready greg is going to tell us why nashville sucks this month what about nashville what about nashville well let's go burn on nashville down set it all aflame barbecue those greeds head make country weak and lame Burn, burn, Las Vegas, cleanse its rancid soul. Burn, burn, rancid too, make it a big black hole. Yeah! Country 
All right, Greg, who hates Nashville, always likes to keep us updated on why we should also hate Nashville. What is the reason this month? As readers of uh, Memphis Business Journal will know, um, last month there were two rival tech conferences in Nashville. One of them was called uh, 3686, which was put on by Launch Tennessee, which is a tech um, organization. And another one was Pando Land, um, which is uh, put on by Pando Daily, which is a really big tech website nationally, you know, hugely prominent. And they used to be together last year. Uh, they put on the Southland Conference together. And then they got in a big fight and split up. And so this year, within a week of each other, they, they each had their own conference in Nashville. And they were uh, there were charges of sexism and, um, and kind of – talk about how paternalistic Nashville business is and um and how like um how country music like looks down on you know people who are kind of smart and um and women and big so do you have strange you have more of this in the business journal we can read about it yeah, there there's like five stories um that we could, because I mean it was two weeks of conferences and and I mean, this played out on a national scale uh, because Pando Daily really is a big site uh, based out of uh, out of California. Pando Daily. Pando Daily, and um, the founder of Pando Daily, Sarah Lacey. This is full disclosure. Used to be uh, a reporter with Memphis Business Journal, and then went on to found oh. this hugely um, prominent. Um, publication, but anyway, it, it's really funny seeing people just kind of dig down in the mud like the head of one conference was talking about what a terrible person Sarah Lacey is like in public you know, in front of the conference and so it just it just got to be really ridiculous and kind of fun to watch from the sidelines uh, just about these Nashville people you know protecting their turf and defending their charges that they're sexist and all that kind of stuff. All right, there you have it. Why Nashville sucks this month, according to Greg Akers. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into our fantasy food court draft. What we're going to do is we're going to draft the best national chains that are not in Memphis, and we will do that next. We're sticking to restaurants, so national restaurant chains. Uh, and we'll do that next. You're listening to Street Alive on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Your home for the Ole Miss Rebels. Sports 56 WHBQ Memphis and 87.7 FM WPGFLP Memphis. A Flynn Broadcasting Station. If you-